This is Smart Money with Kevin Richards from KNR Consulting Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin provides his clients with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Kevin Richards to help you find out how to have financial peace of mind. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Smart Money. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Richards. Today's show is going to be for those of you out there who are either starting a new business, have a business, or maybe you want to sell your business. We're going to talk about business tax structure. And I have two special guests here with me today that are experts in this field. As you know, here at KNR, we're trying to bring specialists to you to give you more benefits in a one-place, one-stop shop. So here with me today again, back with us is Jenny Tran, our business attorney. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Good. How are you, Kevin? Oh, I'm fantastic in this wonderful morning, so I can't complain and doesn't do any good to complain anyhow. Thank you. And our new guest is Miss Lynn Tai. How are you, Lynn? I'm good. How are you, Kevin? Oh, amazing. I can't get any better. Uh, Lynn is a CPA, and I want Lynn to tell a bit more about herself. She's a has a list of credentials that are pretty impressive, and uh, she's a tax professional, especially in the terms of business taxes. And I know you've had a lot of experience with business taxes, Lynn. So why don't you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, where you're from, and your background, so they kind of get a better understanding of what your specialties are. Sure, Kevin. Um, my name is Lynn Tai. I am a CPA. Uh, I was raised uh, in Southern California. I live all my life in uh, San Gilbert Valley, and now because of work, I, I live in Orange County. Uh, I have been doing this uh, for the last 10 plus year. Uh, I'm a, most of my work and my clients are family-owned businesses. I love working with business owners because of their entrepreneurship and how uh, they would like, you know, how I can bring the value to their business as a starting point in the process and when they exit. So working with owner is something I'm very passionate about. And I'm thinking this relationship I'm building across is more like a partnership throughout the entire time uh, and become their trusted advisor that no matter what they do in their business, uh, with buying a house, buying a business or any kind of financial decisions, they would like to have me involved throughout the process. So I can, you know, see how I can plan and strategize to minimize their taxes. That's great. We all want to save on taxes. I know, listeners, we all want to pay the uh, government as less as we can, not to cheat them, but to do the right thing and save as much money as we can. And that's why we bring in professionals like Jenny and like Lynn, because they are the ones that know way more than even I do in terms of taxes. And that's a good thing. That's why we have a team of specialists. And a reminder, guys, we're wanting to have a team of professionals servicing you so that everything's covered with your business, whether you're starting a business, selling the business, transferring ownership, et cetera, you want to have a team of professionals working with you. And that's what we've created here at Canter Consulting Group. So we brought in our professionals that know more about this than a lot of folks do. And Jenny's been on our show before. She's the attorney, the business attorney. And uh, for those that are just tuning in, Jenny, why don't you tell them a bit more about you and your specialty so they kind of get a better understanding of your role. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jenny Tran. I'm a senior associate at Brown & Strezza. 
Um, I've been practicing business and tax planning and mergers and acquisitions for almost 10 years. I have a master's in taxation from Chapman University, and I'm also an adjunct professor at Loyola Law School. My passion is to work with business owners and helping them with their succession plans so that they can realize all of the fruit of their efforts. That's great. She is definitely very knowledgeable, and I'm, I'm happy you're part of our team here too, Jenny. So why don't we jump right in, and I'm going to ask this first question to to Lynn, and that's in regards to setting up a business. And a lot of folks out there who we talk to don't understand what type of corporation uh, or business structure they should start with for their their operation, whether it's a C-Corp, an S-Corp, an LLC, or even a sole proprietor. So what would you, let's comment about each one of those points and why would a person set up those various ones? What benefits them, whether they're newly starting out and they're only making let's just say 100000 or less in income, what would they do? Which is a lot of people who may have tuned into our show. But what if they're already uh, doing really well and they started a year or two ago and this is a sole proprietor out of their garage and they're making some sort of product and it's selling amazingly well. They got on a Shark Tank or something, right? And they made some really amazing product and now they're selling 300000 or more of that product. What would they do? And then what would be the third point to bring up is what about a person who maybe set up a corporation years ago on LegalZoom or something like this, and now they're doing really, really well, but they want to sell their practice or their business in the next two or three years. What should they do? So let's tackle each one of those, if you don't mind, and kind of comment on the first one, which is if you're starting off a business, you don't know how much money you're going to make. Maybe it's a multi-level marketing company. Maybe it's a selling specialty jams out of your garage. What would they do? What's the best structure tax-wise that these folks out there who are starting off should employ? You know, um, saving tax is important, but also protecting your assets is very important because each of this uh, business structure or tax structure that we talk about have a different impact on legal uh, asset protection. Right. So maybe uh, Jenny can go over, you know, all the as you know, the different type of business structure and how, you know, what is which kind of structure is. Uh, limited uh, liability versus unlimited liabilities. And then maybe from there I can bring in, you know, uh, what other tax, the tax structure that go along with it. Okay, sure. Because yeah, asset protection is a very important thing, you know, not just tax saving. Good point. That's great. Great, great uh, point to bring up. Yeah, sure, Lynn. My pleasure. And I like to start off with a simple timeline. And when we consider someone who has a bright idea, they don't realize it, but they're already a sole proprietorship. And in that regard, when you think about someone who is entrepreneurial, selling lemonade on a lemonade stand, it can be that simple in forming a business already. In that regard, when you consider the simplicity of it, there is very little to, if any, liability protection. You know, one option to is to not even incorporate and really to provide and buy adequate insurance to make sure that there's liability coverage. But as one grows their business and becomes more successful, looking to incorporating or organizing is probably a good way of moving forward. And so the most common type of business structure out there for closely held businesses are S-Corps because of its simple form. And another structure that is also very common and simple is the limited liability company. Lynn, would you kindly talk about the difference between those two particular tax structures? 
Uh, sure. You know, as a if you in trying to incorporate and become an S corp for a small businesses, there's a few restrictions for an S corp. You know, be, uh, an S corp you cannot admitting any foreign owners. So if you was thinking having a business uh, with a foreign uh, person, you cannot form S corp. And so another flow through uh, that are ideally we call limit liability company. That are taxed as a partnership, so it's the same similar structure as an S corp. All the income that generate by the entity is flowing to the owner personal return, and you pay the tax there. There are very minimal tax at the corporate level. Uh, nothing for federal. Uh, very minimal fee for uh, S corp, which was one point five percent tax on your net profit. And with the LLC structure, we have um, a highest tax uh, fee is, I would say $800 plus LLC fee, the highest fee is $11,790. So to form that, to give you a uh, asset protection, you pay a very small fee uh, uh, for the to maintain the, uh, the company. But at the end of the day, all the income will be flowing to you. So to add on, as an S, if you were an S-corp, and you have you have to pay your if you work in the company, you have to pay your guys some side of a salary called reasonable compensation that passing through to you. And that, that when it's come to salary, the tax the highest tax rate could be up to seven thirty seven percent. And the remaining net profit that flowing through your to you guy um, to the business owner. And, you know, with the tax reform, there are more favorable uh, tax rate for that. That's the highest tax rate of 29.6%. Um, as an LLC structure, tax as a partnership, you are not, if you work in the company, you are not allowed to pay you a wages. All the income that flowing from the business will go directly uh, to you and taxes as 29.6%. So by saying that, you know, then why won't I be an LLC? Because I only have the lower tax rate. But the difference between LLC and S structure is self, something called self-employment tax. You know, with an S corp structure, all the income that flowing to you are not subject to self-employment tax, which is FICA and medical. But with all the income that flowing from um, an LLC structure, or also if you work in the company, you can send an, then all the income to you are subject to self-employment tax. So, you know, based on, you know, there's a pro and con for both structure. So it's not like one size fit all. So, you know, everything is based on facts and circumstance. So, you know, if you are uh, consider or think about to incorporate and, in, you know, then maybe I would say, you know, we should, you should reach out to a tax advisor and attorney to make sure that you have the right tax structure along with asset protection that is that more suitable and fit you. That's great. I'm going to quickly take a break, guys, because this is a great topic so far. Listeners, I know it's a lot to understand in a very short order of time with our, our show uh, time frame today, but I know it's a very detailed process, and this is something we can't obviously answer all questions and say one one corporate setup is right for everybody and et cetera. So, but we do want to give you the basic information on which one applies to which type of person or entity. Again, it is based on your own individual circumstances. That's why we can't give you a specific broad stroke response in terms of what you should do if you're just starting out. But I will say this, 
if you are looking at starting a business or maybe recently started your business and are concerned or have questions about if you're set up the right way in terms of your tax structure, meaning the C-Corp, S-Corp, LLC that we just touched upon, if you are curious about what you should do, please give our office a call right now. You can set up a no-cost, no-obligation consultation with Lynn and Jenny to go over what you should do legally and tax-wise. And that's what we wanted to provide you listeners in our podcast listeners about our show is giving you that kind of service. You can make the right decisions uh, early on, as early as you can. And if, again, you're starting a business or recently started one, give us a call now. We have folks standing by today. Our phone number to call is area code 949-218-3900. Again, it's 949-218-3900. Please stay tuned for our next segment. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At KNR Consulting Group, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 949-218-3900 or visit us at knrconsultinggroup.com to learn more. Welcome back to our show, Smart Money. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Richards. We've been talking about business tax structure and ways you should set up your business if you're starting one or maybe you already have one and need to change how you set it up. And here with me today are our two special guests, Jenny Tran, business attorney. And we have Lynn Tai, who's our CPA, who's also specializes in business taxation. So Lynn, earlier on, you talked a bit about the different type of structures like the C-Corp, S-Corp, LLC, in regards to what a person should do in general terms. I know it's very customized and not one answer you could say everybody should do a C-Corp or an S-Corp if they're XYZ income. But let, let us give a bit of a range, if you don't mind. What have you seen in the past if a person's starting off and they're making an adjusted gross income you know, out of their house of hundred to $200,000? Just from a tax standpoint, what would you say is a good structure to have? Um, if it's only an individual that are making that and there is no other partner, like a partner, then, you know, I would say an S-Corp structure would be suitable for them. Okay. You know, with that kind of rate, uh, with making $200,000, uh, we'll you know, passing down to you with a reasonable compensation, a more favorable tax rate. So I think an S-Corp structure is more appropriate for a, a single person's trying to incorporate. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. Why would a person then set up an LLC? Is that when they have partnerships or they have a lot of real estate holdings? What would you say a person would do? Why would they have an LLC created? Um, you know, an LLC structures, tax up partnership, you need at least two people to be forming that company. If you are a single person forming a limited liability company, an LLC, we call it a single member LLC and all the income will flow to you personal on a Schedule C. So there's really no difference from having a business not incorporate versus incorporate. The only thing that's different is the asset protection under an LLC versus, you know, you, you not incorporate at all. So okay. um, so that's why I was saying, you know, if, if you want asset protection, you want a favorable tax, an S-Corp as a single person from doing the business. Okay. From a tax standpoint, there's not much difference what I'm hearing in the LLC and an S-Corp. But Jenny, you may comment more about the benefits from a liability standpoint on those two. Right. You know, I, I want to add very quickly, and we put in the example where if Kevin, Lynn, and I wanted to start an enterprise together, 
And because one person is putting sweat equity, one person is contributing hard assets, and the other person is contributing cash, there may be uh, understanding that there should be a variety of distributions. And it is probably common that for Kevin, who's been wildly successful, would probably want his cash contribution out first. And in that instance, because there are disproportionate and different types of distributions, one would not be eligible to have a S corporation as a business entity because all distributions must be made pro rata. And so back to Lynn's point about how if there are partners in it, especially if people want to look at disproportionate levels of distributions, a limited liability company is the best way to go. And when we talk about asset protection between from a governance perspective, we have to make sure that the corporate veil is respected and that people don't utilize the corporate funds as their personal expenses to support their lifestyle. So when we look at both, a corporation must always hold annual meetings and elect directors and officers and file annual statements with the Secretary of State versus a limited liability company is actually not obligated to hold annual meetings and have to file an annual statement biannually. And these are corporate records and upkeep that must be maintained for liability protection. I wanted to segue here for a moment and to talk about the C Corporation for a bit and kind of cover when is that appropriate for a business owner. And that is an entity that is subject to double taxation. And that sounds kind of harsh. People are trying to avoid single tax, but this is subject to double tax. But it is appropriate if a business owner is starting with the intent on not taking distributions and really growing and scaling in that structure. Lynn, could you kindly talk about the tax structure for a C-Corp a bit? Uh, sure, Jenny. You know, um, if I'll give a little bit more example who are more ideally to form a, a, a C corporation. Like, you know, uh, like what Jenny was saying, you know, if you are b- trying to build in your business, do not take distributions uh, f- besides for tax purposes because a C corporation pays own tax. So the, all the inc- and because of tax reform, they're also a favorable tax rate as 21% tax rates versus an individual uh, business tax. Uh, income that passed down to individual are taxed as high as 29.6. So yeah, we'll be looking at it. Well, 21% tax rate for C-Corp income from a business passed down to the individual or 29.6, a higher tax rate. C-Corp sounds ideally, but like Jenny was mentioned, a C-Corp, they're also double taxation. So if you, you know, you're paying tax on your business income at 21% tax rate, and later on you want to get a distribution to yourself, then that level, that distributions are considered dividends, then you're being paying another tax rate at a qualified dividend tax rate as 20%. And if you are a, a high net worth individual, what does that mean? A high, you know, high earn, income earner, if, you know, as a single, you make about 250000 Actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, com- uh, married joint, you make 250000 And as single, you make uh, at 200000 you are subject to something called uh, Obamacare tax, net investment income tax. So the dividend that generate uh, are to you are being taxed another 3.8% tax rate for federal purposes. So when you talk about 20%, 21%, 3.8%, you pay almost 40, uh, 45% tax 
for the income that passing down to you between distributions and um, corporate uh, business tax. As an individual, you only pay one level of tax is 29.6 higher tax rate, but the distribution come back to you are tax free. It, you know, you, because you already paid the tax, so distribution coming to you, you don't have to pay tax again, except for if you have distribution and access of basis. So that's another topic, but assuming you don't have that issue, so your highest tax rate at the individual level is only 29.6%. Huh. You know, so, you know, mm. that's that's also looking at it. So if you as a seek, if you are a business owner that don't want any extra distribution to you, you give yourself a salary. You know, that's enough for cost of living and any kind of profit you would like to reinvest in the company for the next five to 10 years. And then, you know, there may be C Corp might be an ideal uh, structure for you. Because, you know, with that tax saving, you can reinvest. Or even you don't think of selling that business. You want to build that business and pass down to the next generation to come and not selling it. Then a C-Corp structure also uh, ideally but uh, for that uh, for the, the business owner. Mm. But as, again, you know, everything is based on facts and circumstance, based on what you're looking for, you know, long-term, short-term goal. Uh we can talk more about it in more detail if you you know that's what you prefer. But you know that's kind of like a big difference between a corporate a C corp structure versus a, something we call a flow through, which is S corp and LLC structure, tax as partnership. What do you recommend doing when a person is selling their business? And is there any benefits to switching your tax strategy, whether it's C corp, S corp, or legal benefits to doing that? or pitfalls they should avoid. So Jenny, why don't you start us off? What would you recommend if a person has set up the S-Corp, they've been in operation 10 plus years, making very good adjusted gross income, let's just say over 500,000 in profits, and they want to sell, and it's just two partners maybe. What would you recommend they do, if anything, in that situation? Sure, Kevin. It, you know, if there are two partners who own an S-Corporation together looking to sell, my, my first advice to them is for them to come talk to you, Lynn, and I to look at their balance sheet and to review their return to see if there is an issue called built-in gains so that we can help them understand what is the overall amount of money that they would actually net in their pocket. And in their path, what we want to also examine is, are they going to take in investors, for example, in the path to selling? And if they do that, we have to kind of examine their overall tax structure. So early on in the show, we talked about there are certain limitations with S corporations. Namely, there's only a limited number of shareholders that they can have. On top of that, they cannot have a foreign investor and they cannot have a corporate investor. If they do, then they may have inadvertently terminated their sub S election. And in that event, they would actually be subject to double taxation, such as a C Corp. So let's talk about the scenario where a business owner was really prudent. They followed some of the guidance that was given to them and they took advantage of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act and they had a C Corp for the past 10 years and now they're getting ready to sell. And if they sold under a C-Corp structure, all of the sales proceeds that are coming to them would be subject to the corporate tax and also their individual income tax. So there's some opportunity for planning for C-Corp owners and potentially restructuring. Lynn, can you speak a little bit onto the C-Corp and potential re restructuring structure for them? Uh, 
Sure, Jenny. Um, so if you are uh, trying to sell a C corp and you consider a small business and you're trying to sell, there's two types of transaction when you're trying to sell a business. You do a stock sales or an asset sale. You know, with a stock sales, if you are qualified, consider a small business under stock um, a corporation, there is something called a section 1202 exclusion. So all the sales that you, uh, if you sell your stock, all the proceeds you sell, all the gain you sell can exclude up to a certain amount uh, of gain, which is, you know, everybody's is different, but there is potential that you don't have to pay taxes for a small business stock uh, transaction. You know, uh, if you want to, like I say, everything is based on facts and circumstance. I can't tell you the number, but there is potential for excluding all your gain of you selling a, uh, a stock and a C-Corp, you wow. know. Okay. That's a lot. So they can actually avoid um, getting taxed on these calculated capital gain or lower their taxes on a capital gain. We're all trying to pay less when we sell. There's always going to be taxes. We know that. But like a house, when you sell a house, there's going to be capital gains. Hopefully, if you made a profit and there's ways to reduce that number by different cost basis strategies you may know, of course, know about. So this is important to discuss this. I know. Jenny, do you have a comment about that? Yeah. And I just want to add that when we're selling the underlying equity of a C-Corp, you'll notice that we actually skip the corporate level tax because what happens is we're selling the underlying title of the company. And so the shareholder will be subject to tax, but not the corporation. And so we kind of passed one potential toll or gate, you know, by going straight to that method of sale. Wow. That's important. Uh, so listeners, we're running out of time, but I wanted to kind of end our show today by just reminding you, if you are selling your practice or looking at selling your business in the near future, give us a call. We did create a team here of specialists that have a lot of experience. We have a business broker we work with. We have a, two amazing professionals here sitting with me today that are CPAs and business attorneys to guide you through this process. This is not a process I would recommend doing on your own or with some sort of half-hearted advice or advice from somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience. Both Jenny and Lynn have a lot of experience in this area, and I'm happy they're joining forces with us here at Canner Consulting Group to give you guys this, the guidance and advice you need to make the right decisions before it's too late. Once you sell and draw that contract, you're pretty much too late. So we want to avoid that. We want to do these things the sooner, the sooner the better, uh, because there's always time involved in anything you set up corporate-wise or change. So again, our listeners, we do offer a no-cost, no-obligation consultation. Come in and sit down with Jenny and Lynn and talk about your situation, your goals, your future plans in terms of selling your practice, et cetera. Or if you're just starting off a business and you want to do it the right way, this is the time to do it is do it now. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. I know it's easy to forget about things and, and do our usual lifestyles, but these are important topics. We all want to save dollars, especially tax dollars. And why not do it the right way the first time? If you have not yet set up your business, do it the right way now. Or if you have set it up and you need to change it, the sooner is better. So please give us a call. We have folks standing by right now. Our phone number to reach us at is area code 949-218-3900. And as usual, thank you for turning today and stay tuned for our show next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Smart Money with Kevin Richards. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, contact Kevin Richards at KNR Consulting Group. That's 949-218-3900. 
or visit their website at knrconsultinggroup.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Kevin Richards and KNR Consulting Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.